Hey everyone, Kaprogman here. Did you know that we have a Patreon page? That's right, if you go to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors, you can help support the show. It turns out the podcasts aren't free. I mean, they're free to download, but they're not really free to create, kind of, because you have to host them somewhere. Anyway, what we're after doing is we're after trying to make sure that we're fully funded. We're obviously doing this off of our own backs, and we are loving it, because it's loads of fun. But uh, you can help out if you want from as little as $1 a month. And if you do that, you get loads of bonus content. If you go there now, you'll see that there's already a whole bunch of bonus content for the $1 tier already. We're planning on releasing a bunch of bonus episodes under the $5 tier, except that we've got one coming up that is going to be under the $1 tier, just to see how you guys feel and what you think about it. So head over to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors and give us a look and uh, maybe help us out. See you later, Squidgy. See you later, Squidgy. It better be worth it or I'm walking. That's the intro to the episode. to the Waffling Taylors podcast. Woo! It's another episode. Woo! Yes, there's another woo. It's brilliant. Uh, so I'm here with... <laughs> oh, the energy start. is magic. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> I am here with Squidgy. Say hello, Squidgy. Hello, Squidgy. Yes. And obviously it's Caprogman as well. But here we are joined by a special, special guest today. We've had to sneak him into the building because it's hard to get hold of him sometimes. He's a bit of a... Bit of a, uh, a oh, legend oh. around these parts. Well, we have to sneak him through the dungeons. Well, yeah, exactly. Let's sneak through the dungeons. <laughs> dungeons still down there. I think Ben's still down there. He might have escaped by Well, him. that'll be why he's not been on the podcast all these months. So months? maybe you I should let him. just warned him off. <laughs> well, no. no. It's, it's, it's not like a, a Fox TV show. We don't kill off characters. It's not like Game of Thrones. We don't kill him off after the first episode. <laughs> no, we? Just brandish a hammer every now and again. <laughs> Good point. Fair enough. So we are joined by a special guest. Squidgy's going to give him an introduction. Squidgy! <laughs> Here we go. By, by his own intro. So, known as, in some parts, Professor Nefarious Wunderbottom III, Darkness, Lad, Lad of Darkness, or we refer to him, it's G! Woo! Who? You! <laughs> oh! You know, you know the, how I refer to you, not your actual name, just the short name. <laughs> You don't, even, you don't even know who you the are. The haven't worn off yet. <laughs> you know when people use words. I needed to be prepared for those dungeons. <laughs> You've got Jaffa cakes. What do you well, want? Well, true, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Are these affiliated yeah. Jaffa cakes or non affiliated? Unaffiliated Jaffa Unaffiliated, Jaffa unaffiliated Jaffa fluid we've got. <laughs> I am really. Mine's worried. in a bowl. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a term that's coming up on a watch be. list. <laughs> <laughs> unaffiliated <laughs> fluids. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Isn't that what that was? You're looking nearly sprayed this all over <laughs> Said the vicar to the actress. <laughs> and that sets the tone. <laughs> anyway. We're going to be under attack like we have been previously. <laughs> okay. If we're doing it right. Yes. Yeah. If we're not doing it right, then we're not on. We'll yeah. sirens, obviously. That's exactly it, but we won't be under attack. We'll just be warning sirens. Attack signs? I don't know. So Attack signs? Attack signs. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so, for those who haven't heard the podcast before, my goodness, what a hell of an introduction to the show you're having. Um, this is possibly the longest so far. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty long intro stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, this podcast is usually me and Squidgy, the waffling tailors. We waffle a lot. We talk about video games. We talk about whatever's going on in our heads. Um, usually, <laughs> usually a very surreal experience. Oh, oh, of course, yeah. Salvador Dali would be like, what the? Um, Salvador Dali, give me whatever you're having. Yeah, yeah. Um, we usually just talk about what, what video games we've been playing recently. Um, but because we've got... Uh, the guest... Yes. He was looking very scared so, at the moment. So we've no, got... Just, you two are being drowned out by the sirens in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the long list of titles. Which one should I be using? What do you mean? Oh, it's, 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 it's up to just, the guest. Just don't call me Audrey. Okay. Fair enough. So we've That's got... my name on a Sunday. Don't ask me what my Saturday name is. I'm not allowed to. Every day's a Sunday for Switch. Yeah, yeah. called. I'm not allowed to. You're not allowed to have a Saturday. No, Saturday name. <laughs> I am so glad you cleared that up. That makes yeah. so much more sense. Of course it does. Yes, it sounds far more realistic now. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed it does. Yep. <laughs> Firmly based in reality, just like each of us. <laughs> Don't say that, we'll realise you're a hologram. Anyway... Yeah, so usually we talk about the games we've been playing recently, but because we've got G on the show, I thought we could really quickly go through some of the games we've been playing and then talk with G about stuff that he might want to talk about, about video games and stuff. You lucky people, you're going to learn the origin of the battle cry, my people. Yes, that <laughs> needs to happen. We need to talk Although about Although I'm that. quite hazy on what actually happened, because it was quite a long time ago. Maybe you could fill in the blanks. The, the meds were potent for all of us at no use. Yes, very true. <laughs> don't, feel, don't feel bad. <laughs> Should we save that story or do you want to go into it now? No, we'll save it for later. Save it for later. So that we've given the given the listeners a tease. A nice they have tip. to listen to the rest of the... I mean, they're, they're going to scrub forward. They, they, but... they don't have to. Oh, okay. Look, I'll give you a hint now. Okay. It's just going to be the last 10 seconds of the podcast. You can there ditch you the rest, all right? Yeah, exactly. Right? Just, I'll just delete everything. Just have... <laughs> so it's just that clip at the end. 10 second podcast. An, <laughs> An hour of silence. <laughs> and then just. It's like the hidden track. You'll love it. It's awesome. <laughs> I wonder why that. And if you put it through like a thing on a PC, like Audacity, and you see all the waves, and then you put it through a spectrometer, it's just the same phrase repeated over and over again, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. I <laughs> wonder whether anyone has actually ever done that. They've released an entire album that is silence up until the last ten seconds. Well, and then was... it fades into them laughing. <laughs> well, there was, there was something a couple of years ago. It was like um, it was like for Remembrance Day, there was that CD of two-minute silence, wasn't there? That was all. There was. There was. Which I suppose... Works a treat, but you could also use it for if you don't have noise cancelling headphones, just put that on really high. Mm. Not like it sucks noise out of the world, you Wally. Well, it's just sound of nothing in your ears. That should cancel everything else out. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so Squidgy, what have you been playing this week, um, this month, this time, whatever it is? Oh, question I wouldn't expect asked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been going back and forth out far actually. Mm-hmm. Just trying to do a bit of that, having a bit of fun. Shame. Shooting stuff. What? <laughs> Shame. 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 Not trying to start a sing song. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So you're not a fan of Fallout 4 then? It spectacularly failed to hold my attention, even though I got it for nothing. It was. Wow. That displays me what it was worth, really. Wow. Okay. 
graphically, it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Gameplay was just the same as all the other Fallouts. Well, not all the other Fallouts, but the, the recent Fallouts, um, to which we've all become accustomed. But then there was base building. <laughs> My pet peeve. Why cram base building into every single every single genre and type of game these days? Why has it got to be about building? I haven't seen it in Tekken yet, but give it time. Yeah, give it time. Yeah. What about a game where you have to build stuff? I don't know, there are games where you have to build stuff. Oh, game, games where there's an option to build stuff, and if you build stuff, you get penalised for it. What about that weird dating sim you told me about last time, where you, it's like tanks or well, helicopters? Well, attack um, chopper dating simulator. That's it. And, um, there's a, there's a, a, a panzer tank dating simulator as well. Yeah, yeah, lovely. The attack chopper one, I think, is a flash game. I know the panzer, the, the, the tank one's a flash game, I think. But the the pigeon dating one, ho- hopeful, helpful simulator yeah, or something. Yeah. That's an actual game. I got that for free on my PS4. So, is there a base building section in that game? No. So there you go, Jay. There's Just the wait for the update. There's, there's, the, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, the update. there's possible updates for base building. You know, it's in the on disc DLC, right? <laughs> Right. Oh, Capcom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it Capcom? I don't know. One of them. So, it wasn't. Was it just the base building, or was it everything else? Um, it could have been the timing. I was playing plenty of other games at the time, and it was one that hadn't really. I mean, I was aware of it mm-hmm. and was excited for it mm-hmm. prior to release. However, it wasn't one that had really kind of. Garnered, uh, uh, well, it, it hadn't really gained much of a draw on my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still very much involved in what I was originally playing, and I've kind of potted about on it. And it's fun ish, but it's the same, mm-hmm. and that sort of veers into my peeves towards another. An entire uh, studio. Ah. Yes. Ah. And it's not Bethesda. You can take a flying leap at all our studios. Could you? Is it Ubisoft? It may well be. (laughs) It may well be Ubisoft attempting to amalgamate each and every one of their successful franchises into one sort of yogurt pot mess of a game. (laughs) Well, it is. You've always got like a chasing section, haven't you? Well, you've got the chasing section. You've got, races. let's see, Watch Dogs, which, when it first came out, were well, when it was first announced, blew everyone away and seemed to be an amazing game. And then you get the game, and it's Assassin's Creed Hacker Edition. It works in exactly the same fashion. Hacker's Far Cry is now becoming the same. You have to unlock um, areas of the map by taking control of... Radio towers, bonfires in primal, and that's how you progress. Um, and it's all just kind of merging into one big sort of blurry mess. And the games themselves remain enjoyable, but they are reaching a sort of convergence. They're all sort of blurring into each other and losing what I felt made them distinctive. Um, as franchises, hmm. they're just becoming more and more of the same sort of swirling whirlpool of booby and 
let's face it, Far Cry 5 was released in a half-ready state the past three, four weeks of all the highlight reels that I have seen, 80% of them have been glitches from Far Cry 5. (laughs) Which is not a a ringing endorsement for a game. Imagine your Assassin's Creed Origins was like that. I mean, the most famous one is the the boat spinning in the sky, isn't it? Saw that one. Missed it. I, I deliberately... Again, I think Ubi's pricing policy on PC is becoming somewhat ludicrous. Um, as a PC soul gamer, 80 quid for a game with a season pass is obscene. Mm. Where is where is the... Are they attempting to drive us off the PC and onto console to make it easier for them to develop? Or are they really just gouging for every dollar they can? It, it's... It's disappointing. I, I only picked up Origins recently because it was on sale. Mm. Uh, I've enjoyed the Assassin's Creed uh, franchise, for better or for worse, um, all the way through. And this last one came out, and it's like 80 quid up front for a game where you know that a fair percentage of the DLC should have been within the game anyway. Mm. Where do you go with that? Mm. When everything is... Financially, um, lots of people are under constraints with regards to how much they can spend on a title. So 80 quid for an upfront season pass included game is, for a PC gamer, I think, uh, an outright liberty. Um, So yeah, I've got to the point, finally, having been stung with Watch Dogs. I ignored Watch Dogs 2. I didn't bother with it. I got it, but only once it had gone down in Steam sale to... Like normal price. Yeah. (laughs) Human being price. Um, Yeah, it's been disheartening to see Ubi attempting to steal the crown of poop from EA. it's, it's, It's not just the pricing of me. I find that, especially if you get it on PC, it's the hard drive space it needs. It's not just the initial hard drive space because you think it might be like 40 or 50 gigs. Mm. It's all the updates and the patches and the extras and all everything else that you seem to get every other day that are never less than Certainly with Ubi for the first, I would say easily the first six months, you can expect a, a, them, a shed load yeah. of updates. Well, they call them updates. Obviously, they're patches. <laughs> um, and it just... It seems to be their business model now is push the title and worry about the game afterwards. Mm. If they worry about the product after that, then, uh, Christ, I think the world would end. (laughs) Frankly, if they actually sat down and had a look at what they're putting out. Graphically, stupendous. You know, I there was a part of me when Origins was announced... Uh, Assassin's Creed Egypt, it's mostly desert. What are you doing? <laughs> In that era, what are you doing? How can that be Assassin's Creed? But they've made a really good job of it. The the, the map is gorgeous. Um, the I'd, I've enjoyed spending more time just riding across the countryside than I have fast travelling to get from opposite sides of the map. I'll be perfectly honest, when I saw that, the first thing that came to my mind was, I want to steal a camel. <laughs> No, you want a hot wear a camel. That's what yeah, you want. A hot wear a camel. <laughs> yeah. 
How do you do that? Twist the hubs together. Well, what you do is you, you take a lump of ginger. So you oh, stuff no, it as a The ginger trick from Nightwatch, you take a lump of ginger, lift the tail, and <laughs> makes them very frisky. Wait, wait for the eyes to cross me, and then grab them for the life. That reminds me of a joke from when I was a kid. Mm. And the guy who, um, he needs to get across a, a small portion of the desert, but he goes to the camel salesman, and the camel salesman's only got a five-litre camel. <laughs> and it's a ten-litre journey, and he says, well, I can do you an upgrade for a, a modest fee. And the guy goes for it, and he says, okay, so what you do is you wait until the camel's drinking and taking its fill, and then you creep up behind it, and you take these two bricks, and you clap his testicles between them, <laughs> and the shock makes the camel suck up an extra five litres that it couldn't normally do so. And the guy goes, Jesus, doesn't that hurt? And the camel salesman goes, only if you catch your thumbs. <laughs> Camels were harmed in the making of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> I was just thinking, not that we advocate that kind of behaviour, but. <laughs> so the title of the podcast is It Only Hurts If You Catch Your Thumbs, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the camel, camel salesman only had a five litre camel. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. How to upgrade a five litre camel. That's yeah. Right. Oh goodness. Um, just to put it into context, because I know we have some. This is this is humble bragging. Mm. I know we have some international listeners. So, uh, eighty pound price point is two and a half times a normal PC game. Uh, you can get a normal PC game for about thirty or forty yes. quid, can't you? Normally, so it's yeah. The price two, over the past decade or so has gone up from originally. <laughs> originally, it was twenty something quid, um, and now it's gone up to thirty. And your average game is now. Thirty-five to forty pounds. It's almost the same price as, as the, the cheaper version of the AAA on consoles. Right, because they can be like forty-five to fifty, and then you've got the big releases, which are always yeah, like yeah. fifty plus, just for the standard edition. Yeah. But okay. we, we we covered price hikes in the last one, I think. Yeah. So yeah, we covered that a few a few months back, <laughs> a few episodes ago. That's that's it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, no, I completely agree. Um, uh, not that I'm siding with them, mm. but I do want to say that obviously creating a AAA title is a lot more expensive these days. So and t- tighter timing restraints for the programmers and stuff, really tight. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that shouldn't, it, sh- it does enter into it. But yeah, like you say, part of it is, you know, you're sitting there going, did he really need to charge this much for it? Or are they just trying to fleece me for every single Penny that mm. I have, mm. you know. Also, got to factor and in the fact that these companies have got to spend money to make money. There is that, and if they try and skin flint on that and spend as little as possible, the he is going to pass on. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it will. Now, I can appreciate that, but by the same token, there are other studios releasing AAA titles and not for eighty quid, including a season yeah, that's pass. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. What's, what's that one that you've got on Steam that's coming to Xbox One? The one where with the save? Oh, the, 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 Showdown. No, the no? every time you die, you can only die so many times. It's it's all about it's in the red. I can't remember the name of it. In your oh, um, Senua. Castle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. God, that was an amazing game. Mm, and that was incredible production value. I got it with I think ten percent off because I pre-purchased. But it was about £23 when I bought it for mm. a brand new title, and that's an award, a, a multi-award winning game. Mm. Um, 
well worth playing, by the way. There you go. Geez, <laughs> top tip. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you want a, a disturbing um, insight into insanity and various forms of mental mental illness, yeah, you could do worse than... Well, no, you could probably give yourself a much easier time and just not play it. <laughs> it's pretty dark in places. Well, it's, it's a sad thing. If it gets too dark, you just turn it off and play a Lego game, don't you? Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll bring, bring your spirit back. You go back outside for a little bit. Why? Oh, play the... Um, what's that game you were telling me about? The one where uh, the Doki Doki Literature Club. Yes. The game oh, breaks. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, that is fantastic. It's, it's, it's for the, the fabulously low price of free <laughs> on uh, Steam. And it's not... We refuse to pay that much. I know. These developers <laughs> put stuff out for free. Sorry, I'm an entitled PC gamer. Free, <laughs> gratis, or on the house. You get to pick your own price. Not my house. Um, but it's uh, just it's basic in its basic form it's a visual novel where you're a high school student and there's four people in a literature club mm. and you can do like the first playthrough within about two hours and mm. it's got different mechanics so you can because it's a literature, literature club you can put together poems mm-hmm. to give to the various people who try to romance and all the rest of it but by the end of the first game one of the characters becomes sentient realises they're a character in a game and it ends up where she ends up deleting one of the characters in the game. Yeah, that's the best bit because... And one of the things you've got to do in the game by the second playthrough, by the end of it, you're told, go into the system files where the game is and delete a character. Yeah, yeah, you have to literally, if you're on Windows, open up Windows Explorer, go to the install directory and delete the, the character file. But, Which is fa- fantastic. But because it's based around romance and like likes and dislikes. Each character's got a certain thing. So one character's having a problem with the family at home. One of them... Um, sorry if it goes to this, just sort of like warning. Yeah. One of the character is having problems at home with a stepdad. One of the characters is is uh, suffering from depression. And another one is uh, self-harming. Yes. And then you've got the, the, the president of the club, Monica. And she's the one that becomes um, self-aware. It's so, always a bloody Monica, isn't it? I know. It? I know. Um, and, yeah, so by the time the second playthrough comes around, she starts decreasing the stats of the other characters. So their their problems become a prominent feature. So then you'll pick Monica. You so think. then you'll pick Monica mm-hmm. over that. And all she wants to do is talk to you endlessly mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. place. So the person who's uh, having problems at home, she goes from being slightly sassy to an absolute jack. The one who um, is in self-harm really goes for it, like graphically mm-hmm. on screen. Mm-hmm. And the one who's suffering from depression by the end of that playthrough, she's hung herself. Mm-hmm. And what happens is those characters get deleted one by one. Yeah. And then by the end of the last playthrough, if you delete Monica, mm-hmm. the other three files come back. Yeah. And that's how you get the proper ending. But if you play again after that, when Monica not be in there, one of the other characters shows signs of being sentient. Which is really cool, and the overall thing about it is there's there's a lot of like hidden Easter eggs and stuff in it, mm-hmm. and things to find. And what it is is I can't remember the name of the it's Team Salvato, I think it is Salvato. Salvato, yeah, Team yeah. Salvato did yeah. it, and that game is the characters in there are going to be in a game that they're releasing later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a point where one of the characters realizes that she's in the wrong game, mm-hmm. and the more you look into it, you realize that with a, with the dating sim. It's all based on your actions, mm. the responses, but the script is a lot deeper than that. So these characters, quite easily, the more you play it, you can figure out that they should be in 
a different game. Yes. Because the, 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 the deep script yes. that, that's written for them, it's not just based on responses. They do oh, yeah, other stuff. You have to like, you have to dig into the individual files and mm-hmm. like open, like you open one and, and I mean, if I saw it, I'd be like, oh, that's a, that's SHA-256 hashed. Yeah. So you've got to unhash the file. You've got to decrypt the file yeah. to figure out what it says. And then that says, like, go to this website, download this and, image. And you get like, um, you've got to put that in Facebook and, uh, not Facebook, you get Photoshop images, and edit it and stuff. You get certain images, which you've got to do things to in Photoshop to see what it is. You get creepy pastas that you have to decode yourself. Then you get um, all sorts of stuff, and you go to a, a website, put in things, and then there's hints in their actual merch page as well for some of the images. And it's mm. it's all based around a book one of them reads. Mm. And it starts off, and uh, the description of the book is, um, I'm reading that one of the characters wants to read with you, and it's, it's a story about a girl who finds uh, a long-lost family. Mm. And soon, a little bit after she moves in, things start happening, and it's getting to a point where there could be some like serious injury or death involved and they have to decide who they have to trust and then the second day when it rolls around when some of her features are etc pushed up so she's getting a bit more unhinged she starts telling you that the story is basically about um, a character who gets sent to a human testing camp and they're trying to a human experiment camp and they're experimenting with the people there to try and make them go berserk and they're selectively breeding them as well to make them go berserk and it's all about this symbol mm. which is an eye and it's like psychic power sorry for spoilers <laughs> but it's it's all about um, sort of like trying to unlock psychic rage and turn it off and on it's really weird um, but once you sort of read about it and delve deeper into it it's it's really amazing the, the level of um, that kind of stuff they put into it yeah. considering it's a free game and I, I think it's a great way to advertise possibly the game that we're going to reveal yeah, later on. That, that's literally yeah. why it's a free game. It's, you know, people are going to it's dig an into advert, it. But, but, but it's a very But the weird thing is, when, when you look at it in the Steam store page, it looks all very cutesy <laughs> and whatever. And the first <laughs> tag there, it. it says psychological horror. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Monica gives you a warning in the description saying, yeah, this yeah. game is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, yeah. And then before you start the game, you get the same warning. And then it goes to like a nice cutesy screen. But every time you restart the game, you have the four characters on the main screen. Every mm. time you restart the game, the one that gets deleted is like all messed up. Mm. The picture, and then it gets messed up and then messed up. So it's one of those that you keep repeating and playing and yeah, trying to yeah. figure out. It's really weird. Yeah. Quite fun, though. Freaky, but fun. They, could, they managed to get me with that on um, the first Batman Arkham game. Yes! That sequence... Oh. That is fantastic. I feel that we're at liberty to discuss it without oh, spoiler yeah. alert here yeah, because the game's been out for donkeys. Yeah. Oh, the game's been out for donkeys. I haven't actually completed it, although I've got it on the Xbox One. So I'm getting to the point where I'm getting to that point. I already yes. know what happens anyway. So I'm getting to that point anyway, so feel free. I will soon enough be able to understand precisely what you're talking about. Yes. So um, just before we do, just a little, another, I've got to jump in here, is that for the international audience, Donkeys is short for Donkeys Years, means a long a time. A lot of years. Yeah, a long yeah. time. Many moons ago. <laughs> Once upon a time. No, um, yeah. So, it was a warm summer's eve. We were yeah, all sat on the benches. There's a fantastic, <laughs> there's a fantastic section in Arkham Asylum yes. where you're like, oh, I've caught the Joker. And then the game restarts. Like it, it blue it, screens out. Yeah, it doesn't just re- restart. It freaks out. And at yeah. the time that I first started playing it and reached that point, my PC had a 
power supply issue, which caused me to receive many random blue screens for several weeks. And it got to a point where you're really engaged with the plot progression of the game. And then I got this random blue screen and loads of artifacting on my screen. And I was like, no! Uh, And then it begins with the opening movie of the game. And I was ready to flip my desk. I I could not believe. And as I continue to watch, obviously, I kind of relaxed back into my seat. and was like, ah, yeah, you got me. You got me. It was incredibly well done. It really was. Because what they they, they the, had me convinced. They treat the characters around, so it's not Batman bringing Joker in, it's Joker, Joker bringing, bringing Batman, Batman in. in. Yeah, and Batman <laughs> is strapped to the journey at the start, <laughs> and the Joker and Harley are the Doctor and Nurse bringing him in. It's just really quite disconcerting. <laughs> Extremely disconcerting. And entirely in keeping with some of the best traditions of the, certainly since the dissolution of the Biff Pow era of Batman mm. um, is entirely in keeping with a lot of the sort of psychological aspects of the Batman persona. Mm. The fact that he could so easily be the Joker were it not for having found his drive. So mm. that reversal that <laughs> I had to, you know, I had to give them the props. They was, it was a well-executed, Incredible bluff, and it managed to continue within the the, the proper, well, what I felt um, to be the, the proper tone of the story. Mm. It wasn't just a like, ha-ha, gotcha! They actually managed to make it a, a really integral character moment, and I enjoyed it a lot. It's the only, the only other thing I can Once think Once I've recovered. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> you know the scene in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail where suddenly the animator suffers a fatal heart attack. <laughs> oh That's what I'm thinking. The yeah. first time it happened. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I re- I was so convinced my PC had you know fallen <laughs> over and rebooted. His uh, life isn't an anime. You want to go? Ah! Yeah. Right. Over, you know. Yeah. The, the only thing that I can think of in games because I know a few games have done that, but the one that sticks out they did something similar. It was Metal Gear Solid 2, when you get towards the end of the main story. <gasps> yeah. Where, it's, where obviously you've got the kernel, I need scissors 61, but when you've got the fight where you're playing as Raiden, yeah. Raiden, and you've got Snake playing with you, and then your playable screen goes to the top left and it says continue and exit. Yeah. yeah. My like, brother flipped his shit. He was <laughs> absolutely livid. Now, my brother at the time would have been... God, when did that come out? Uh, 2001? 2002? Round about that. Right, so he would we have been. We first got on PC, didn't we? He would have been about fourteen, fifteen. So oh, in so. in the uh, riding the the highs and lows of puberty ah. and just generally being a bit of a dick, really, because <laughs> he was my little brother, uh, and he was renowned for throwing his controller. I think we all. But we reached that point, and I, I was um, looking at you. I was you. there. <laughs> I've yeah. never thrown a controller, no, him. but yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I think I knackered a PlayStation doing that. Sounds about right. A couple of Mega Drive pads, my PS1 pad. But yeah, so it flipped to the the continue screen, and he screamed pretty much, and threw the controller on the floor, then picked it up, and I thought he was going to throw it again, but instead he just handed it to me and went, I can't do this again! And I was just like, it's still going, Luke. (laughs) Don't just give it to me, I haven't played it. You 
keep going, keep going, it's still playing. And he was like, what do you mean? And I went, look, look at the screen, not at the words, look at the actual picture. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> But, again, for context, he had been playing that game religiously for several months, and it got to the point where, isn't it that one where there's, when you're collecting the dog tags, there's one guy in the bottom of the hold. Oh, yeah, you've in, got to, in a room full of yeah. soldiers, and you've got to get the dog tag off him. Well, it's, it's, and it's, it's, I swear, it's I spent one. most of a day watching him do just that room, yeah. time and time and time again, miming the words of the kennel as he speaks. Until eventually, <laughs> no, he was sitting on the floor, propped against our the, the front of the sofa, sitting on the floor in front of the TV, and he just lost it again, hurled his controller at the floor, and. In a spectacular moment of physics, it ricocheted off the floor, onto the front of the TV cabinet, off the front of the TV cabinet, arced gracefully through the air, now in several pieces, and plonked straight back into his lap. (laughs) (laughs) Minus the shoulder buttons and stuff. But he was, he was, I, I don't know if he was more stunned that he had actually just lost it and thrown it. Um, broken his controller, or that it had just come straight back to him, <laughs> like a faithful dog. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you mentioned before that you're predominantly a PC gamer. Yeah. Now, could you name a couple of the games that you played that were so diabolically bad you don't know why Ooh, you played them? Yeah. On PC? Yeah. I love this question. I've, I've, I've got a couple for console, oh. and they're, they're in a cupboard of shame in my other room. So this is but, this is something we're going to try out with the next couple of people that are on, like the the like top three, top three or five, five something like that. Worst games you've ever played. So not worst games that you know exist, but games that you've actually played. First hand. They were absolutely diabolically terrible. <laughs> it should be fun. Now, does that have to be because they were bad games, or does that have to be because they were games that made you lose your cool and never go back to them again? Well, it, you can decide on the metric. whether they were bad or not. Bad. Yeah. You know, whether it was just this a gameplay is one, this issue This is something or... I hadn't actually given much thought to in advance. I may have <laughs> to construct an answer as we go, because I know that, <laughs> arcing back to a topic from earlier, any game that involves driving cars that is released by Ubi, because they don't seem to understand how cars work. They just don't get physics. Physics well, like like The handling of their vehicles <laughs> appears to be based on the chassis is built around a giant metal ball, which is the only bar- part of the vehicle that actually touches the ground. So when you're steering to, to take your corners, the vehicle just... It doesn't handle at all... The ball at the centre of your vehicle dictates exactly where you're going. There's no feeling of grip or drive. There's no feeling of drift or anything. It's just that it's it's like it's on really bad rails almost. Every car could just be a giant boulder that you're pushing along, really. Yeah, pretty much. So it turns on a dime sort of thing. Well, not even that it turns on a dime. It just turns very badly. And not often in keeping with what you perceive to be the characteristics of the vehicle that you're in. Which, 
For, let's see, watchdogs, you have vehicles. There's not too terrible in there, I suppose. Um, fairly generic experience driving in that. However, they did also release the crew and are, I believe, a pending release on the crew too. Yeah, that's, that's time. I really do feel as though it should be called the crew two electric boogaloo. Keep that alliteration going. Almost alliteration going. DLC packets are like 80s colours, like Air Vice City. Yeah, Yeah. like a. Ah, that's it. Don't say that. I might have to get it. We haven't confirmed any of this. Just buy Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah, just get Vice City. Just play that. That's, I mean, it's a a better game. Just just to listen for the the one specific radio um, station with Love Fest! Yeah, Love Fest and the bloke who... Well, let's uh, face it, for GTA, for a long time, one of the secret stars of GTA has been the radio stations. Oh, definitely, yeah. The the amount of work that they must put into the scripts for that Mm -hmm. is just unbelievable. I mean, one one radio station advert on Vice City that I seem to remember, I always remember, is, I can't remember the name of it, is it the, the, but it's, the, it's the ex footballer. Yeah, the, the ex footballer. We get out stuck in about, ooh, about 2 a.m. If we haven't got a car, we can acquire it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I take what I've learned in professional football and bring it into the car salesman thing, which is snatch, grab, and run like hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just when you're trying to take a mission completely seriously and you hear that, or my personal favourite, is if you ever had anyone watching you when you're playing it and you're driving and you've got like that pink checkpoint marker mm-hmm. and you park just in front of it and you don't mm-hmm. go near it and you just sat there mm-hmm. and the person next to you is, is going to go well what you sat there for and you go hang on we'll listen to the rest of this track yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you get out and go to the checkpoint oh, that always yeah. happens yeah. wait a minute no no hang on hang on 80s music be quiet <laughs> <laughs> you will be quiet I can put absolutely. it on my phone not the same <laughs> just not the same absolutely yeah. the, the absolutely bonkers missions like chasing a guy down the street with a chainsaw and the hockey mask on because he's uh, he's one of the a jurors the, yeah like yeah. a senator or a juror or something yeah. like, you're not supposed to kill him you can't accidentally kill him you just oh, chase him down the street or I, I, re- I reset that mission four times thinking I had to catch him yeah. and then I killed him and he said mission failed what yeah, exactly. oh, no. <laughs> what yeah, yeah. Those games have always been fun, but I think, for me personally, it peaked at Vice City. Mm. They kind of got a bit too serious. They're a bit too big Mm. with, like, GTA 4 and 5. They're just too massive, Mm. you know? 4, I found exciting because of the change in scale um, and the advances that they'd made with regards to the way that the vehicles were distinctly felt very different to each other. They handled very differently. The weather effects that actually affected your vehicle. God, I sound like I really give a monkeys about vehicles, don't I? <laughs> well, I really don't. But the devil really is in the detail for a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, in a game which is predominantly based on stealing cars, basically, and tearing around town, much like that guy on the bike outside, um, <laughs> it 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 became an important thing. Obviously, the persistent hey cousin, want to go bowling? Are you sure you don't know want to go bowling? Yeah. Shut up! 
<laughs> However, I'm trying to break into a car with a melon here. It's not where. Come on, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to. should have brought the handhold. Be inserting the melon in the hopes that yes, insert melon, open door, <laughs> profit. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Indeed, that's insert how it goes. Melon, profit. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can honestly say when I first started that game, I didn't go anywhere. I was in the, I was in the, it's like an apartment, you start mm. off in it. And I was flicking the TV channels and I was watching the TV shows. Mm. <laughs> it was only like a 20 minute clip, I was watching them. Just cause, oh. I did it in GTA 5. I finally got to a point where I decided I was kind of done with running around at the beck and call of anyone on the phone and just went to the movies instead. <laughs> and I don't know if any of you have actually done that. You have not no. experienced GTA 5 then. No. You need to go and watch the movies <laughs> because they are every bit as spectacular as the radio stations. Now, are these like full-length movies? I'm going to be sat there for an hour? Or no, something? they're not an hour and a half. They're right. shorts, but they are absolutely incredible. They are <laughs> brilliantly scripted, brilliantly acted, brilliantly animated. Incredible. You literally walk into the theatre, sit down and watch the film. And you can do that for, for as long as you like. What, what you got to remember, good program, is that on GTA Five, there's so many, there's a plethora of different side missions you can do. Mm-hmm. So you could, you can do, um, you can do yoga. You can go to the movies. You can go to a strip club. That's been every one of them, I think. You can, um, you can do that massive challenge where you do. Is it the Iron Man challenge where you, you surf, swim, and run? So oh, much? the triathlon. The yeah, Iron you've, got, Man, you've yeah. got to do that within about forty-five minutes actual time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it in time. You can't pause it or save it at any point. You've got to do it all in one go. And if you don't do it, if you want, because it's tied to an achievement, if you want that, you've got to do it all again. Yeah. And then again and again. So you've got to build up your character's fitness at the same time. Maybe that's why that guy's tearing about outside. He's yeah, he's, he's trying to bring his bike proficiency, obviously. Either that was being chased by the uh, maniacs in Mad Max, and we just haven't realised yet. <laughs> <laughs> if we see a plume of flame go past, I'm pretty sure we'll get the pin. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, anyway. I'll, I'll have to witness this now. I've got, I've got to. It's, I, I would go so far as to say it is worth powering the game up just to do that. I got it on um, PS4. Hmm. And on PS4, the uh, the touch sensor bit on the pad at the top, right. if you tap that, it goes from third person to first. Right. I had a lot of fun playing that in first person, especially riding on a bike. So you Pushing my luck, not being able to see left and right, just tearing down the street. So you could go see a movie, flick it into first person. first person, and literally watch the movie. Mm-hmm. It d- no, it does that automatically. Does it? Yeah, uh, you watch it in first person, if I, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I did it, but I'm pretty certain that, yeah, it flicks you into first person as you, as you go in. So, and there's not a great deal of them, but there's enough to make it worth just going in and experiencing it at least once. <laughs> Do you get, like, trailers and stuff? Or is it just you sit down, you watch the movie, you go? Um, I think. In a world. Yeah, right. <laughs> in a GTA. I'm not sure there are trailers. I'm tempted to say there are, but I could just be talking absolute rubbish there. So I'm going to say no, there aren't. Okay, that's cool. And then if there are, then, you know, it's a bonus. But yeah, exactly. And how I got you. Yeah, except you've told me now. So or have I? Oh. Illuminati confirmed. Half-Life 3 confirmed. 
So let's let's go so, screaming back to yes. a point right near the beginning. What okay. have you been playing at Pokemon? Uh, if anything. Okay, so Keyboard hockey maybe? Tokyo Highway Challenge on Dreamcast a lot because Ooh. I bloody love that game. But it's been loads of fun, little blast from the past. Mm. Uh, so that's a Dreamcast title that's a sequel to a, excuse me, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation game, yep. Um, and you just literally take left turns all day. You drive really fast. Back from the big turn, big left turn. Yeah, you drive really fast, you turn left, drive really fast again, you turn left, and then you oh, drive oh. a little bit further, turn a little bit to the right, and then you turn left again. Obviously, until you play the reverse, where you just turn right all the time. Yeah, if exactly. you turn left, then you go out yeah, balance. Well, yeah, I mean, you can switch the map around. But the thing is, you don't drive on the... So, so the whole thing is almost like a dual carriageway, like a highway, like a motorway. Mm. When you turn the map around... You don't drive on the opposite side of the road. You drive the same side, of the, but they've just reversed the like the image. <laughs> so you're still driving in the same lane. You're just going around the other way. So um, reverse is like a parallel universe, then. Yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the entrance into the other world. Mm-hmm. Drive maybe. around it 666 times at 88 miles an hour and go, Great Scott, Marty. Anyway, so I've been playing that, um, and that's been loads of fun. But doing that on the commute, you know, sitting there on the train, play the level, race the thing, drive really fast, hooray! I, I'd just um, like to point out, uh, Kaprogram has got a device he's playing it on. He's not taking a TV <laughs> yeah. and a Dreamcast with him to work. Lies. He, he, he didn't make lies. That he carries a twenty-eight-inch CRT. <laughs> Wherever he goes. With a massive backpack with a huge marine battery on it. Yeah. Yeah. Get on the train. They have power points on the train. I plug a little extension cord in. Right, different plugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Laptop, <laughs> phone, Dreamcast TV. I saw TV. a photo, actually, of someone in McDonald's oh, who had it, taken the, the full tower. Yeah. No, full tower. Yeah. I, I saw a picture of a, a guy in the States and he was on the subway yeah. and he took a TV... Yeah. A PS4 and plugged it into the socket at the side and he was playing well, Skyrim on the d- subway. Look, right, it doesn't say not to. True. It also doesn't say stick your fingers in here. But, I mean, that's for another type of business. You've not dated some of the people I've dated. <laughs> Steady now. <laughs> I know we're talking about games, but let's not go that far. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been playing, I've been playing a lot of, a lot of uh, Tokyo Highway Challenge. Are you blushing? You are. Oh, bless your inside. Oh. 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 It's just his head, it's always red. <laughs> I've got this bandana on too tight, that's Steady. what it is. Steady. <laughs> so, yes, I've been... <laughs> I've been clinging for dear life onto the thread of this conversation, <laughs> despite your best efforts to derail me. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, both Squidgy and I have these uh, a pair of devices, each called the GPDXD, because just having letters in the names of stuff is fun. It's technically an Android tablet, but it looks kind of like a Nintendo DS. It's it's a very powerful Android tablet with a, a pad attached to it. Obviously, it won't tell you where we've got the ROMs from, but you can play emulators... <laughs> no, I legally own these games. I don't know why. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, you, you can play emulators for things like... Um, well, you, you've got I a Sam on my... Yeah, I can go all the way up to... Well, I can go all the way up to Dreamcast. Yeah. I've kind of got a PlayStation 2 emulator working on it, but I had to sort of futz with it to get it working. Um, but you can play almost any console from like Dreamcast PS2 uh, generation back which is really cool so you can just go oh yes I should play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and get and throw the thing across the room because I can't do the bloody the, the swimming level but you're not playing with the proper pad yeah, advantage yeah, pad exactly, that's yeah. how, how any NES game should be played that's exactly it so I've been playing that um, uh, I played a little uh, Fighting Force for Playstation as well again on the commute on the GPD 
Um, so that's fun. It's essentially Streets of Rage, but in 3D for the PlayStation. Well, yeah, it was meant to be like that. Yeah, exactly. It was meant to be like a, a sequel to it. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then I decided at the beginning of this week, I'm going to complete the first Final Fantasy again. So I'll be playing through that. And, and all of it's, a lot of people look at the, I'm not going to get a lot of friends by saying this, but the early Final Fantasy games are naff. They kind of, <laughs> I, I'm not going to argue at all with you. I've only played two of them. Well, there you go then. I, I'm, kind of, I'm an outlier myself, don't you worry. It well, peaked at around seven and eight, and then ten was okay, and then they released a let's play dress up and sing a song game. And then. Careful. It, well, ten two was. Careful. I've got an explanation for that. Look, right, let me just say... I'm sure you do. We went... The bridge between 10 and 10-2... 10 was like, these are people who are forced to do things they don't want to do, and they're forced into learning about, like, your role in the world and all that kind of... And then 10-2 was, let's sing a song and dress up for 45 hours of the game, and we'll sort of shoehorn a a story in and use the characters from the previous thing. And then... And then Final Fantasy XI, I think, was the online one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, came actually, along. I played three of them then. Oh, well, there you go. Um, you know, that came along, and I played that for a little while, and then I went, my mobbers aren't fun. Now, I've... I've, like, I've farming, farming, farming. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I won't. Yeah. Um, and then, I've, I've got yeah. a feeling that my next comment's going to get a lot of flack from the room, but... Well, here we go. Final Fantasy Nine. I've got a semi-emotional connection to. No, that's fine. Final Fantasy Eight, okay. Nine are the peak. They're the pinnacle. So right. it goes Final Fantasy Nine for me, my top favourite. Yeah, yeah. Then Seven, because I can't remember how much time I found on that. Okay, fair enough. Well, grinding on that. And then it goes yeah. 10 2. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a specific reason why. I hated Final Fantasy Ten. Okay. From the ground up. I just hated it. Tedious. Angsty teenager mad at his dad. The laughing scene. That's all I've got to say. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, right? That whole game was him having problems with his dad, and then let's make it like very religious heavy. Which is what it was supposed to be anyway, but it was bordering on too much for me. And then when I went from playing that, get about a quarter of the way through it, and then Final Fantasy X 2 comes out, the shift in tone was just complete polar opposite. No, I can see you. Yeah, music was brighter, fun, the, was... the combat was a, a, a button quicker. You know, I, I had no problem grinding on it to get extra skills and stuff. And it was just, there was a lot more comedy in it. Compared to Final Fantasy X, which is just a teenage angst fest. Angst fest. To be fair, fair. To be fair my favourite Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy VIII, and that is angsty teenager. You know, But that's that's because they wrote Squall so well. And and like uh, Red Mage said a few few episodes back, it, it annoys me too how well they wrote Squall. I mean, oh, okay, he mostly spoke in dot, dot, dot. But, you know, almost all of his... Gordon Freeman school of, speaking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But almost all of the South dialogue... of Clint Eastwood's best script, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what he does. He's just growing yeah. up people. Um, but you've got to admit, it's fallen from Greece very quickly. Final Fantasy thirteen. I was having a discussion with some people at work and we decided that Final Fantasy thirteen is a linear corridor simulator. You run into a room, mm. you run to the other end of the room, and then it says... To open a door, press the button on your controller that opens the door. And you go, hooray! I've gotten through that level of the tutorial. Oh, how wrong you are. You've got to I have actually seen times. this game played in front of me because yes. uh, one of the gatherings at my place one, one weekend, um, Nathan decided to bring it along 
and during a lull in the gaming where nobody else particularly felt like gaming because we were just chatting, mm-hmm. he slapped that on. And yes, Corridor Simulator. Yeah. Big time. And he was fairly into the game by that point. So it wasn't, it was definitely not a case of this is just a, a nice, easy kind of intro sequence to get you acquainted. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was involved as far as the game was concerned. And yeah, yeah. to my mind, it was just. I'm running along this straight line. Oh, random encounter in air quotes. Yes. Yeah. It, it graphically it was pretty, but but I need more. Yeah, exactly. They've taken a sharp decline since since mm. I would say since eleven, um, because there's. I think maybe they took a they took a risk at making eleven and going. We could produce all of this content, put all of our content, and then nobody looked at the content. Nobody played the content because all you do with Momopica is you pay someone in South Korea to play your game for you twenty four hours a day until they die, and then they they the next person plays it for you until they and die. This, the, there was, there was that thing that was that you win. Yeah, there was that thing a couple of years ago when they won the battles to get epic loot, like one of the raids in Final Fantasy eleven. The online one was it took over twenty four hours to kill a boss. Exactly right. So what, what's the and it, it was a thing where, given that it's for a long time ago, when I read this, when the the description for the boss was a challenging boss that might take you a while. Yes. And there was like five people, four or five people, that went into that battle, knowing exactly what they were doing. So yes. they knew exactly what they were doing, how to take it down, and it took them like twenty six hours to do it. Now there's. Having a raid on an online game being like two or three hours long, where if you you finish it, you feel empowered and you know you've got the stuff and you feel really good for it, and then there's taking over a day to do it. Mm. Uh, yeah, but obviously, do you think they would have won if they'd have taken the Leroy Jenkins approach? <laughs> <laughs> My approach to dungeon defenders, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, and thus the, the call of your people was born. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I feel like we should talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Um, okay, so... Were we just levelling? We we were just... Um, yeah, what we were doing was... Uh, the, the bee wasn't on at that point, because he'd gone to bed. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Of course it was. Um, as, we all, were, as all we good were, stories, it happens mm. at 3 o'clock in the morning. We were, we were, before we found out the level to grind on like the, the endless mode, we were on Glittering Caverns, which is a level that you unlocked after the last level. Now, Dungeon Defenders is... No, 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 no. Uh, we were on the first level. Was it? The very first map, yeah. It must have been on high difficulty, though. It must yeah, have been. we were playing high difficulty, yeah. for sure. But So, it was, it was, there was me, there was G, and there was two randoms, weren't there? Yeah. And me and G were talking, like doing, uh, like, Steam chat, and I was, I was typing, and what I'd do was to, to emphasise I was ready for a match, I'd type, ah! But I, I think at the end of it, I typed something else. And it was, ah, um, and something. <laughs> and then I turned that into, he went, hammer. And I went, hammer. I just went for it. That's it. And then. The I, first random to comment after hammer in the in the chat was just time. And I immediately <laughs> was just like, oh, no, it's just the call of his people. And that's how it started. And that's and the legend then, was born. Yeah. yeah. Every, every single start of, because you had like a countdown if everyone was ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time it started, it was hammer. And it was always one of two questions. Time or what's he on? <laughs> always the same. Yeah. Well, that's how that started. It's always been the Fantastic. same since. Every See, time. I, I thought yeah. it was on something like uh, 
pay payday 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 yeah i thought it was no that that was that was that was merely the continuation of the legend yeah So that's the end of uh, part one of this conversation with G. It is <laughs> going to be a multiple parter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Join us next time. I'm thinking I'm going to release this as a two two parts in one month. Usually we do one month, one episode, but I feel like a whole month between parts and this is going to be too far for people to, to kind of remember. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, join us in a couple of weeks, I guess, mm. for more waffles with G. Although mm. that, yeah, we're not having breakfast. Um, <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> in, the, in the intervening time, obviously check out waffling-tailors.rocks. That's where we put all the show notes for the show and uh, blog posts that we write, some words that we put together, mm. um, and sometimes some pictures, what we put together, because I can't am English. Good yeah, we, we, we good words. Yes, that's Honest. it. We good words am we, we, now. We, we good words become. Yeah. Yes. How much English do you speak? Some, some of, of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, head over to wafflingtailors.rocks. You can find us on Twitter at wafflingtailors. If you're really, if you're still on Facebook, <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> If you're on Facebook and you are Cambridge Analytica, no, um, if you're on Facebook, <laughs> head over to the search button. It looks a bit like a magnifying glass. Search for Waffling Tailors. You'll find us on there. The logo is the same. Engage Sherlock Holmes mode. That's exactly it. Um, get, you know, uh, it, as I said last time, if you like the show, chances are your friends will like the show. Let them know. We are now on, as of a few days before making this recording, we are on Pocket Casts, Podchaser, Stitcher, Overcasts, um, Spotify, Google Play Music. Uh, where else? We've got an RSS feed. We're on iTunes. We're on iTunes. Just like to add really quickly, um, we're the only gaming podcast on iTunes to have a five-star rating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this was pointed out <laughs> to us by uh, Joe over at the Coding Box podcast. We are the only gaming-related podcast to have 100% five-star rating. Yeah, well, that Notice. ain't going to last with me on here. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I said rating. <laughs> but it still puts us at 100%. So, yes. you know, we're winning. I think we might retire after this series of episodes <laughs> with our 100% rating. Um, so, yeah, get, uh, let your friends know, I guess. Spread the word. Tell everybody. Maybe leave us a review if you want. That would be kind of cool. Um, we're, all, we're on all these different things for, like, some sort of infection. <laughs> Do it, I've got the waffles. Oh, not again. <laughs> Send us a tweet with the hashtag, Dude, I have the waffles. <laughs> to let us know you got this far into the episode <laughs> and with that we'll end part one yeah. come back in a couple of weeks for part two intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by G.H. see the show notes for more details <laughs>